Hello. <laughs> Please take your seats. How are you doing this morning? So, yes, um, I'm Jenny from The Block, <clears throat> otherwise known as Jenny Gilpin. I'm going to have a quick sip. Thank you so much. And um, I've been hiding in uh, Europe for 30 years, if you wondered where I come from. So I'm actually from Brisbane and in 1991, my husband and I uh, went to the UK knowing nobody at all and we planted a church in Sheffield in England. So it was a, a steel city in the north of England and um, coming from Brisbane, it was the shock of my life. <laughs> and uh, we were in England for 29 and a half years um, and came back to Australia um, uh, during a quarantine times when they locked me in a room with my husband for two weeks and we survived. Um, and so it's just such a privilege to be home. Uh, for 36 years we pastored our church and we're now both itinerant and I'm um, just loving blessing God's church. My husband's in Launceston today so he's cold. <laughs> um, so um, it's been really interesting this weekend and God's really come in power the last two days and um, I, uh, I think God's going to do something really different this morning. And um, before I start, um, I do want to say as I was standing in my seat this morning, I really felt and it was interesting what you actually said because um, I do feel today that God's going to come by his spirit and he wants to today to really release some people from really crippling anxiety. Um, and um, I felt this morning, God said to me, Jenny, as you preach this morning, I'm going to um, liberate people from a spirit of depression. And I always know when God comes and speaks to me that he not only just does it in the house, he's bringing a breakthrough over a region. So we're going to believe this morning, church. Is anybody with me? We're going to believe this morning, church, that God's going to come by his spirit and he's going to lift something off your region. And what happens when God... I'm away. I need to calm down sometimes. What happens when God comes and lifts something over the region, the church needs to be ready to step into the gap. Because when God lifts the spirit of depression, there's people there waiting for you to step into their lives. So the title of my message today is called The Advocate. And um, I'm going to talk unashamedly today about Jesus. Let's talk about Jesus. And you know, there's a, there's a trendy uh, term in the world today and it's somebody who's an advocate for something. It's like, it's like the, the trendy thing to, to be. You know, there's um, advocates for human rights and advocates for someone or a cause for this, that and the other. I spoke to the ladies yesterday and told them a story about when I met an actress called Mira Savino and she's an advocate um, against human trafficking. There's Angelita Giolini, she's an advocate against human rights, for human rights and refugees. Matt Damon is an advocate for worldwide clean water. Bono. <laughs> my husband, it's a very fun, it's an in-joke in our family. If somebody asks my husband how old he is, he says I'm the same age as Bono. Because he just wants to be cool. Bono, from you too, he's an advocate, advocate against global poverty. And probably most famously, we have Princess Diana, and she was an advocate against landmines. So what is an advocate? An advocate is an untiring champion, an upholder, a supporter, a backer, a promoter, a protector, and a patron. You know where I'm going, don't you, church? A person who puts a case on someone else's behalf. A person who stands in the gap 
in defence of another. Many of these champions, they have advocated or ad advocated. <laughs> but very few of them have actually given the final price for their advocacy. Even the famous Nelson Mandela who stood up on behalf of, of a whole generation of people in South Africa, he didn't ultimately pay the final price for that which he was advocating for. But I know someone who did. I know someone this morning who paid the final price, who stands today as your advocate, someone who gave the ultimate price for your defence. You have a defender this morning. You have an ultimate defence lawyer this morning who stands in your corner. He is your bridge to the promises of God. I don't know about you, I'm getting excited. He is your defender, your champion, your patron, your backer, your supporter, your eternal champion, your guardian, your justifier, your vindicator, your very great reward. This is my Jesus. He's the one who believes in you. Yes, you. He believes in you this morning. He comes out fighting for you. He'll not sit back and watch your life be destroyed. He is fighting for you. Someone needs to hear that today. Jesus is fighting for you. And sometimes you can't see what he's doing, but I'm here this morning to say that Jesus is your advocate. He's in your corner. He's fighting for your cause today. I need to calm down. Let me read to you. Romans 8 verse 34. Who then is the one who condemns us? No one. Christ Jesus who died more than that was raised to life. And he is at the right hand of God and is interceding for us. How amazing is it this morning, right now, at this very moment, Jesus in heaven this morning is fighting for you. Right now, oh my goodness, that's so powerful. Right now, Jesus in heaven this morning is fighting for Desert Life Church right now. Right now, Jesus is interceding on your behalf. Right now, Jesus is interceding for this community. Right now. Hebrews 7, 25, because he always lives to intercede for them. Always. Last time I looked, always meant always. I'm getting excited. 1 John 2 verse 1. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins and not only for our sins, but the sins of the whole world. Your defender is strong. You have Muhammad Ali in your corner this morning. Your God is the winner in the rumble in the jungle. <laughs> George Foreman seems to have been undefeated in the other corner of your life. But Muhammad Ali is coming out for you. And he floats like a butterfly. 
and stings like a bee. I don't know about you. I want to give God a hand of praise right now. Jesus this morning is in your corner. But I sometimes think when preachers say stuff like that, you think in your heart, well, it's pretty silent in my life right now. I can't see a defender. So let me tell you a story about my son. Um, There was a point he was 15. Um, He's 32 now, but there was a point... um, and I'll tell you a little aside. We had a little joke and, um, because he used to grunt a lot at 15. And, and I'd go into his bedroom in the morning and he'd just grunt, right? So we had a little joke. This is just a parenting tip for free, 101. <laughs> so when I would go into the bedroom and I got grunted at, I'd walk out and re-enter. <laughs> and expecting a better reaction on entry two. And I always got one. A better reaction. But the other uh, thing that went on when he was that age was this. I could talk to Ryan and it looked like nobody was listening. Any parents relate with me today? In actual fact, any wives today relate today? (laughs) Oh, Oh, let's not be sexist. Any husbands relate today? No, no, it doesn't work that way really, does it? (laughs) And I felt like I was talking to thin air. With my son, I would, I would do all this stuff and it was like the lights were on but no one was home. But then he'd come back to me a day later and tell me the entire conversation. And I realised that I shouldn't be interpreting his silence as disinterest. And I want to say to you this morning that if you think God is being quiet on your behalf, don't misinterpret the silence as disinvolvement. God is fighting for you and being your advocate even when you can't see what he's doing. I'm going to read to you some bulk of scripture this morning because I've been around long enough to know that Jenny cannot change your life. It's Jesus, it's his word. It's getting his word into our spirit that changes our life. Let me read to you from Psalm 34, verse 4 to 7. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never, let the word just wash over this morning. Their faces are never covered with shame. The poor man called and the Lord heard him. The power of God's on this this morning. The the Lord heard him and he delivered him from all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. There's deliverance coming for your life today. There's deliverance coming for your circumstance today. Psalm 34, verse 15 to 19. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. Stop for a second. The eyes of the Lord are on you this morning. For some of us, that might bring some conviction. (laughs) The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their cry. 
He, he's heard everything. He's even heard the silent cry of your heart. He hears your prayers before you even call or create them. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers them from them all. Do you know what's amazing about this scripture, though? It says here, it says, the Lord delivers them from all their fears. It strikes me that God comes and delivers us from our fears before he delivers us from the circumstance. And for some of us today, we're sitting in a circumstance, but it's not really the circumstance that's the problem, it's the fear that accompanies the circumstance. And I've learned to allow God to deliver me from my fear and let him get on with the circumstance. Psalm 91 verse 3 to 7. Surely he will save you from the foulest snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers. And under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield. And your rampart. God is so, so faithful. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand, <clears throat> pardon me, may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. God wants to deliver us from our fear before he delivers us from the circumstance. I'm going to tell you a really extreme situation that we went through. When God needed to deliver me from my fear. You ready for the story? So maybe in 20, 2007, just before the global financial crisis, Dave and I were living in England and we were encouraged by people to invest in buying a little apartment in Cyprus. Now, it's not posh. Cyprus is the place the English go to see something that's in the sky that they don't often see and it's a little thing called the sun. <laughs> so, a lot of the English, they buy these little properties and, and our intention was we were going to buy this an investment, make money on it and then put it into our building's offering. But what happened was that this little place that we bought for like £100,000, so $200,000, our intention was we got this big mortgage on it because we had very little to put down. And then this global financial crisis happened and they never built it. But we discovered three years in that they'd started to charge us on a mortgage for it from the day we signed, which was completely illegal. And then they changed the mortgage from pounds into Swiss francs. And we discovered five years in that we now owe a million pounds on a property that was now worth 50,000 pounds. Problem. 
And it just got worse and worse. And then they said they were going to come and take our home in England. We were going to lose everything. I was a little bit scared. And I was going to God and saying, God, we gave everything. We gave our lives up on the beach to be here. And this is happening. And so I was away with a couple of girls on a little break somewhere. And um, I decided to read Job. And they were taunting me, saying, why are you reading Job on holiday? What's wrong with you? And I came to this scripture in Job chapter 5. And it said, you will count your property and find nothing missing. And then the next verse said something like, take this verse and apply it to yourself. (laughs) And it hit my spirit. And God gave me bravery. Now, I'd like to say that that was solved in a year. 14 years later, we were still fighting. We'd gone into a class action with 380 other people against this builder. And slowly but surely, over those 14 years, everybody but five people caved in and started paying the debt. But I knew that God had spoken to my spirit. This was the silence. But the word of God was in my spirit. And I'm speaking to you today. Get the word of God in your spirit. Hear what God says about your situation. And don't allow fear to speak into your spirit. 2019, we get to. There's five people left. They're coming for us for all this money. And guess how much we walked away for it from? 1,000 pounds. You've got to get the word of God in your spirit. I don't know why God allowed that, but what I do know is he delivered me from my fear of it in the 15 years because God put a word in my spirit. You've got to get the word of God. This is why I'm reading so much word today. You've got to get the word of God in your spirit to speak to your circumstance and then God will deliver you from your fear and God's going to do a miracle in some lives today where anxiety is going to be lifted from you. He wants us to be assured today that his ear is positioned in our direction. The Lord is establishing his closeness and his comfort and his protection And he's encampment around your life. Some people really need to hear that today. God is encamping around your life. He will never, ever, 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 ever let you go. He encamps around those who fear him. We learn that each and every one of us has hope. Our needs are different And your personal deliverance will look different. But God will always come through. The timing of your deliverance is perfection to God. Now listen, I'm with you. I don't understand why God let that go on for 15 years. He could have dealt with that in five minutes. But God's deliverance timing is perfect. It's perfect. But... Are you leaning in? God spoke to me. He said, Jen, 2023 is a year of deliverance. 
Let me speak that over you again. 2023 is a year of deliverance. 2023 is a year. There comes a moment when Muhammad Ali is no longer satisfied to be taunted by George Foreman. There is a point that he comes out with gloves on. I don't know how they do it, but you know, something like that. There's a moment when God goes, enough. I'm coming out of my corner for you. I think and I believe that we watch everything that's going on in the world right now and God is beginning to rise. I try to look muscular. God is beginning to rise in the earth. And when people talk about this, that and the other and everything that's going on. In my spirit, this is all I hear. In the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. That's all I hear. I'm getting way too excited. I think you need to rise with me, church. There comes a moment. When God comes out of his corner, he's, he's, I'm going to protect my sheep. He comes out of a corner when he says, do you know, it's time. Something needs to be said here. There comes a moment when God comes to deliver you, defend you and advocate for you. And God comes out and speaks clearly on your behalf. The year of the sweeping hand of God's deliverance. I don't know about you. If that doesn't excite you, you're dead. (laughs) The year of the overwhelming deliverance of the hand of God. I'm getting expectant. (laughs) The year of the overwhelming deliverance of the hand of God. If anybody believes it with me today. I felt God say, Jenny, I'm fighting for you this year. He's fighting for you. There comes a moment when God moves, when he's no longer still. Isaiah 42 verse 13. The Lord will march out like a champion. Like a warrior, he will stir up his zeal. With a shout, he will raise the battle cry and he will triumph over his enemies. People are silly to think that they can stand against the Lord of the host of heavens. He says he will march out like a warrior. Isaiah 42 verse 14. For a long time I've kept silent. Yeah, you have. I've been quiet and held myself back. But now, like a woman in childbirth. Let's go there. Most husbands know... The women in childbirth are not particularly silent, silent unless you're a Scientologist, you have to be silent. But I definitely was not silent. Like a woman in childbirth, I will turn darkness into light before them. I will make the rough places smooth. <laughs> These things I will do, I will not forsake them. What does it take to excite you? (laughs) This is your advocate. This is your deliverer. This is your dad standing in front of the train. 
This is your big brother at the school gate with a 2B2. This is a mother defending her children. This is a lawyer defending the innocent. Is anybody with me today? <laughs> this is the Lord of the host of heaven saying enough. I've heard your cry and I've never forsaken the righteous. Come on, somebody. I am for you. I go before you. The defender of the fatherless is strong. I shared with the ladies, I don't have a father. I didn't know who my father was till two years ago. God's always been my defender. Because he's the defender of the fatherless. He's strong. The one who watches injustice and determines to bring evil to account. The one who steps in to provide for you. Who watches over need and waits for a cry from a faithful heart. The God who opened the sea for all Israel to walk through. And then took the wheels of the chariots off the pursuing foe. Your defender is strong. <laughs> I wonder if the band could come up. We're going to have a Holy Ghost time in the presence of God today. If you thought you came to church today to decorate a seat, wrong. We're going to encounter this morning the Lord of Heaven's armies. The faithful one, the advocate who stands in heaven today to defend you. The faithful one who because of his nature and who he is can never, ever, ever deny who he is. Even when you're faithless, he is faithful. Because that's who he is. We serve this morning the God of the universe to whom nothing is impossible and nothing is too hard. The God of heaven who can turn any situation around, who can walk into your workplace, your school, into the impossible situation, who can shut the mouths of lions, who can change the heart of the bully into the heart of a lamb. This is our God. This is the year of deliverance. When God determines that he will no longer be still. I'm fighting for you. I'm interceding for you. I'm turning things around for you. I wonder if you'll stand with me, church. I've done my best. <laughs> now it's God's turn. 